from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Yes, indeed, in this great, big, beautiful world that we all share. But on this day, on Wednesdays, this is Oregon Matters. And so we are going to um, bring the size of that world down considerably just to our own little backyard of this world here in Oregon. And so that's what it's about. That's what we discuss our Oregon Matters. And so this is episode number 226, Oregon Matters. $250 million spent over the last 25 years on reading. The result? <clears throat> Dumb and dumber. You know, I was thinking that it was about time that I did a little bit of research and and basically talk about the situation involving education um, just here in Oregon alone. I mean, talking about this on a national level is one thing, but the thing is, in my honest appraisal, folks, that a lot of times you can discover a uh, correlation of problems on the... Uh, you know, macro or micro level, depending. And that can be applied uh, nationally. Because, if, well, obviously, I mean, if it's not working on a small scale, then come on, how the hell do you expect it to be working on, well, a national scale, on a nationwide scale? And that's what we're going to be talking about. And so, I thought maybe to uh, bring you up to speed on this never-ending crisis that I would bring something up from the Salem Reporter. And it's our local paper. Good paper. They do a pretty good job. Of course, they're nowhere near as opinionated as I am. But they don't do a bad job here. They got a they got a report here. It was June 19th, 2023, of course. And it says it's titled Special Report. Oregon fails to turn page on reading. 250 million spent in 25 years. And I must note that what they just said there was that was putting it very pleasantly. So what I would like to do is just read a little bit of this article. And of course, if you want to, uh, if this article for some reason disappears, I should be able to have it for you. So uh, just wanted to let you know that. So I want to read a little bit of this and then I'm going to uh, try to say some things that... Uh, Apparently, not only are not being said here, but apparently nobody wants to hear. 
But of course, uh, let me start with this here. And it says, Carol Cole was alarmed by the growing number of students sent to him for special education in the late 1990s. He was director of special education for the Bethel School District near Eugene. And he <clears throat> doubted that so many kids had learning disabilities. One of the district's elementary schools was referring nearly one in five students to special education. and Most of them were struggling readers. When he went to visit their classrooms, he realized why. Quote, Many kids were what we later coined instructionally disabled, not special education, end quote. Cole said in a recent interview, in other words, they weren't being taught to read in ways that many experts, especially those in the field of special education, knew all kids needed to be taught. The Capital Chronicle determined that Oregon has spent more than $250 million in the past 25 years on reading. But that money has failed to help more than a generation of students. Over the last 25 years, nearly two in five fourth graders and one in five eighth graders have scored below basic on the National Assessment of Educational Progress often referred to as the nation's report card. That means they struggle to read and understand simple words. Today, few Oregon 4th and 8th graders are proficient readers, according to the report card. <clears throat> I would like to go on just a little bit more. Begin quotes, eight years have gone by. 50,000 students per class go through Oregon schools. That means 400,000 students have not had the kind of exposure to literacy instruction that they should have had in the intervening time, end quote. That's from Rob Saxton, former deputy superintendent of instruction, Oregon Department of Education. To continue, to address this, Governor Tina Kotex is backing the state's single largest reading investment in two decades, the Early Literacy Success Initiative, a $140 million grant program to get, quote, evidence-based literacy instruction, in quotes. Methods into classrooms and districts that apply for the funding. Kotex and the bill's supporters have said it will finally get the, quote, science of reading, unquote, into Oregon's classrooms, though it's yet to pass the legislature that's been stalled by a Republican-led walkout. Now, I am not going to read the entire article but in this case, I really don't feel I have to because, at least to me, there is something so glaring here, folks. I've got to, I just had to, I had to bring this up. There's no, there's absolutely no two ways about it. 
And what's going on is this. They have already given the numbers of the shortfallings of the performance of the kids in the class. And this has been going on for 25 years. So, what is typical? In other words, don't say, I didn't tell you so, because it's the old adage of here we go again. If something doesn't work, we're just going to take a whole lot of money wherever we deem that we decide getting that money from. Don't ask any questions and just throw money at it. That has been, that is, in this case, uh, the problem. In other words, Kotex, Governor Kotex, good old Governor Kotex, is simply picking up from the same playbook that's uh, a policy that pretty much, well, she's doing the same thing. It's the same playbook. It's taking absolutely huge amounts of taxpayers' money to throw it at the problem. And that is the problem. This is not going to solve the problem. Now, if you are in the education business, and make no mistake, despite all the rhetoric and hyperbole about it, it's a business. And there are quite a few people in the upper echelons of it that are making a killing. And apparently, it seems self-evident that it don't matter at all whether something is actually working or not, because if that were the case, we wouldn't have this entire article of this much money, $250 million that's been spent over this course of time only to have things get worse. So what's their solution? To do the same goddamn thing over again. And that is not the solution. That's what I keep saying is not the solution, and it's not the solution. So, you're probably thinking, okay, tell us, Ernest, what is the solution? Well, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you, but for many of you out there, I must forewarn you, you're not going to like it. You know why? Because it doesn't follow the same simple paradigm that basically alleviates, alleviates so many people of any kind of responsibility of their own children. In other words, it's come down at this point to such an indoctrination process that it's almost like, you know, you've got your job and in a sense, in a sense, 
your kids have their job and their job is to either be dropped off at the bus stop maybe if you were lucky enough if it's short enough they can walk to it either damn way they get to it get on the bus or you drive them to the school quote unquote what i refer to as an indoctrination center and they basically indoctrinate them all day long with whatever they're going to do but the point is they're out of your hair whether that be from the work you do or for any reason you know but it has absolutely nothing to do with your teaching as a matter of fact on top of that independent of that the whole idea is to disengage what is going on between you and the child and that they can get on with what it is they want to do so when you're teaching a person something about history let's say for example and they have no idea of any history well the problem with that if you have no idea of history you've studied no history then you can be told anything at all and pretty successfully you know come to believe it because you don't have anything to compare it to but as far as reading is concerned which is of course separate from history but the bedrock of all knowledge the bedrock is reading you have to be able to read and comprehend in order to go just about anywhere you know at least academically or in so many other directions the still the foundation is reading and if you cannot read in this modern world that we live in if you cannot read and along with not just reading the words but having comprehension if you don't have that you are at a severe disadvantage in this world and that my friends is not by accident it is quite on purpose now i am not going to go down the road of conspiracy here because that is an entirely separate but related issue but simply put this you cannot expect your kids once they begin school you cannot expect your kids to be so incredibly dumb that they go to school they don't not only don't know what an eraser is they don't know the difference on a pencil between the eraser end and the writing end in other words your kids are supposed to be developed even before they step foot in school now in my case let me tell you about myself in my case 
my parents, it was usually my mother. Sometimes my dad. It depended. It depended, you know, what was going on. They spent at least an hour, hour and a half reading with me. I didn't say reading at me. I said reading with me because, and I mean, I remember this from my earliest childhood, from the simplest books. I remember it. And we would read together, and then she would listen, or my dad would listen, you know, how kids are reading, and you could tell they're struggling with a word, and then you back up real quick, you back up a little bit, and then you tell them, <clears throat> like I was told, anytime there's a word or something you don't understand, you ask me. And that's what I learned to do. So you see, from that very, very simple practice, it doesn't take all of this shit that Kotex is laying out because what people of her ilk like, they, what they not like, what they love to do more than anything else are programs. Here we go. We're going to take this undeveloped child that doesn't know it gets here and it comes completely unprepared and doesn't know its ass from a hole in the ground, doesn't know, even know what an eraser is, and we're going to go through the science. This is, this is nothing more than a mindset, again, of the nanny state. And so eventually, these people that grow up, and if they seem the least bit crazy, like they get to a certain age and stage where they're not agreeing with you as parents, they don't want you as their parents, or they don't even want their own gender. Yes, it all comes from, it stems from this. Because you have turned over the objective reasoning capabilities of your child's brain over to the state. Now, I said as a bedrock of understanding, I was definitely taught, as they say, the three R's, but the main thing was reading and comprehension. And so all the way up from the earliest time that I can remember, I think until I was about 12 years old. Yes, until I was 12 years old, still sitting with the parents. And obviously I wasn't reading what I was reading at, you know, five years old, obviously, because we grew together. But still, every now and then, I'd have to be corrected on words, their meaning, comprehension, proper pronunciation, and so forth. All of that, it all matters. And it was taught, my God, I must have, by that time, I must have read, I don't know how many, tens of thousands and thousands of words and you know what at that time <clears throat> i had the reading and comprehension beyond high school 
And how do I know this? Because I was tested. And I mean, not just one test. I went through like three different tests. So at that time, I had the reading capability and comprehension beyond high school. And I was 12 years old. And how is this done? Well, it sure as hell wasn't done through a quote-unquote program from the state. No, the parents took the time to sit down with me every day. Every day of schooling. At least, like I said, between an hour and an hour and a half. Don't have the time? Tough shit. Make the time. That's what it means to be a parent. And that's what they did. And when I, when I went through, uh, you know, I joined, you know, through elementary and whatnot, the teachers were amazed because I was not a problem child. And plus the arithmetic, the, all that came from the parents. In other words, we could, for instance, debate on the relative merits of the methodology or the various methodologies that teachers are using. But one thing is certain, as it's been already pointed out, it's something sure as hell isn't working. And they, you can't have kids coming in like dumb and dumber. You can't have that. So they have to have, in other words, you know, they almost, to a certain extent, the kids coming in, my argument is, is that they have to be to a certain level proficient from the factory plug and play they have to have that and the only place they're going to get that <clears throat> is from the parents or whoever you know there is that is actually you know taking care of them and that's what's needed period don't want to berate and argue this point because it wasn't just me it was a whole bunch you know all the friends all the people i knew they all did the same thing it was unthinkable at that time to send your kid in the class i mean even just starting school you know and, and especially by like fifth or sixth grade Unless there was seriously something mentally wrong with them, it was embarrassing. That's where the word comes from. It is supposed to have meaning. You are supposed to feel terrible when you are embarrassed that if you're sending in your kid who is deficient, and they're not deficient just because of you know a problem with their mind, a problem with their wiring, they're deficient because you didn't do your job as a parent to teach them the fundamentals before they even stepped foot in the damn class. And as far as that part of this is concerned, as far as that part of it, the teachers are not to blame. They are not to blame for this. The fault lies with the parents. And for whatever reason, 
And we could debate, like I said, we could debate. And if you want to debate whatever you think about this, we can do that. That's a separate issue. But however this happens, the point what I'm trying to say is that the result is the same. You're sending in deficient young children, young people, <clears throat> expecting them, the teachers, to pick up in the middle of from nothing because the kids effectively have been given nothing but TV and video games. So what the hell do you expect from them? But by the same token, all of this rearranging the finances and this thing that good old comrade Kotex here, all instantly they want to have yet another program to take more taxpayers' money to throw it at the problem. Oh, you know, yeah, this this time for sure. That's what um, that's what the old Rocky and Bullwinkle thing. You know, every time the comedy for for those of you old enough to remember that. But you know, Bullwinkle would do the magic thing, and he'd plunge his hand into the hat. That was the joke. You know, he'd plunge because he was always trying to pull a rabbit out of his hat, but he could virtually never do it. It would screw up. That was the joke. It always screwed up. That was the joke, and he'd plunge his hand into the hat for the matching senses, and it's like, hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. And Rocky would say, and I, I obviously can't do that voice, but, <laughs> but that trick never works. Uh, this time for sure, presto. And he'd pull out a lion or something goofy and make a joke. But it's the same thing. It's the same damn thing that Kotex is taking. I'm sorry, Comrade Kotex is with our money in there. So this time for sure. Guess what? Horse shit. It isn't. You send young, deficient children, educationally deficient, I mean from the home, as in a clean slate, meaning coming in when they should have... You know, this kind of base information, and you're sending them in there, and they're kids that know nothing, and they're just as dumb as Al shit. I mean, even accounting for their age, and they don't know nothing. And then the teachers have to, from absolutely from scratch, you know, to try to build something. But for God's sakes, especially reading. Re reading really you know in other words by that token you know a a in a fifth grader what's called in america a fifth grader should be reading on an eighth grade level maybe even ninth i was it's not this magical thing that's so impossible. You just sit down and get books that are appropriate for that age developed. You sit your ass down and you read together. No phone calls, no videos, no this, no distractions, no nothing. Make the damn time. Sit down and that's going to be your learning time. And as they come across, as the books increase, through the levels slowly, and then there's going to be a more difficult uh, reading level, and 
They're struggling with the words, and hopefully you as a parent can pronounce them correctly. Then they're supposed to say, Mommy or Daddy, what does that mean? And hopefully you can at least give them a basic definition of that word. Shit, by the time if you've got, you know, you've got an eight or nine-year-old and you've done that with them since, you know, you know, two or three, whenever, you know, you start and you do this, you've got one bright, by comparison, by comparison to the rest of the dummies, yeah, smart kid, they have an advantage. No multi-hundreds of millions or billions or whatever damn amount that Comrade Kotex wants to pull out of the public fund, meaning your money, to throw at something which, by all rights, shouldn't need to be thrown at in the first place. But at some point, the parents have to fess up and say, yeah, we've been shitty parents. <laughs> That's it. Do you see how simple this is? Yeah, you know, well, I don't have time. Well, I'm stressed. Well, I'm tired. Well, I work all the time. Well, this, well, fuck this. All of this, if you were not prepared for all of this, newsflash, then... Maybe you should have considered in all this and not had kids in the first place. Because this comes with the territory. You know? This is part of it. But, you know, of course, after the kids are here, well, you know, it's we've we've that that horse is already out of the stable, isn't it? But one thing you can definitely count on, I could tell you this. You know, no matter how much they talk about it, well, as they said, they've been talking about this for 25 fucking years. And while they've been talking about it, in addition to that, they've spent over 250 million dollars fast forward 25 years and what do we have currently in the classroom because that's what matters the end result and what do we have dumb and dumber and whether it's comrade kotex or any other form of this supposedly goodwill government that's obviously failed, yet another shining example of the nanny state is not going to produce any meaningful change. And the reason is, is that they're addressing the wrong issue and using the wrong solution. In addition to the fact that's demonstrable after 25 years of this nonsense, that not only were, are they not willing to admit that, but in the final analysis, they obviously don't give shit biscuit about your children.
Take care. Hello, folks. I just wanted to take a moment to give you this brief message. As you know, I don't accept any third-party advertising. I want you to be able to listen to any and all episodes to your heart's content without that nonsense. And it really is nonsense. Unfortunately, though, I do need to keep the lights on here. So I am asking for your support. The best way to do that is if you're not here already, go to theearnestmanshow.com and you can either click on the put some food in the fridge tab or if you're interested in a little bit of merchandise, it's the earnest stuff tab. In either way, by participating in that, you will be supporting the show and keeping it commercial free. If you have uh, donated already, I just wanted to thank you sincerely. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. And again, thank you much.